There's a famous statement in the Gemara, Keshemish and Nichnas Av. Just as when Chodesh Av begins, Mematen Besimcha, one decreases Simcha. Kach, Besimchas Adar. So too, when the month of Adar begins, Marben Besimcha, one increases Simcha. So I heard an unbelievable idea from the Chsam Seifer. He says, Chodesh Av symbolizes times of pain, times of suffering, Tisha B'Av, times of Chorban, times of destruction. And therefore, Mematen, Kama, we feel diminished, we feel insignificant. But despite that, Besimcha, we still need to feel happy. Don't read it as Mematen Besimcha, we decrease our joy. But rather, even when we feel Mematen, Kama, Besimcha, we should still be happy. So too, when the month of Adar begins and we feel Marben and we are happy and content, Besimcha, we should definitely increase Simcha. Rav Pinkus explains, Simcha for a person should be similar to a flame on a stove that's constantly burning. On Adar we enlarge it and on Chodesh Av we reduce it. But the flame of Simcha has to constantly remain on. So as soon as the month of Adar arrives, we have an obligation to be happy and joyous and increase Simcha. So we hang up signs, we put on masks and we drink. But are people really happy? How can a person attain true genuine Simcha not superficial pretend happy, but true inner joy. So I'd like to share with you a fascinating idea of how to attain true simcha. The Gemara Chulm asks, Haman Where is there a biblical allusion to Haman in the Torah? And the Gemara answers, Hamina eats. After all the Mershon ate from the Eitzadas, Hashem asked him, Hamina eats. Have you eaten from the tree which I commanded you not to eat? Hamin. Hey, Mem, Nun are the same letters as Haman. So that is the reference to Haman in the Torah. So at first glance, this appears to be just a simple play on words. What is the connection here between Haman and Adam Arisha? So we all know the story of Haman. Haman was a man who had everything. Chazal say he was one of the wealthiest people in the world. He was second in command to the king. Everyone gave him honor. They were literally bowing down to him. He had it all. Kvayt Ashrei Baraif Banov. Fame, fortune, power, family. He was living the dream. And yet, what did Haman say? All this is worthless to me. Because he was lacking one thing. One Jew refused to bow down to him. So everything he had was worthless to him. So the Gemara asks, where do we find this Midah and the Torah where one can have everything and still not be satisfied? And the answer is that we find it by Adam. Adam was sitting in the lap of luxury. He was in Gan Eden, physically and spiritually. Angels were serving him delicious foods. He was in a five-star hotel with top-notch room service. He had everything. He lacked only one thing, access to the Eitzadas. He had dozens of delectable dishes from the smorgasbord to choose from. But he wasn't satisfied. He wanted the one item on the menu that was off limits. Haman personified this same Mida. He had the world at his fingertips and he was still not happy. When we focus on what we have and not on what we lack, that's how we attain true happiness. The mission always asks, Ezehu Asher, who is truly considered wealthy? Hasameich Bechelkai. One who is happy with his lot. That is the key to happiness. A person attains happiness by realizing the blessings that surround them. If you're sitting around the table on Purim surrounded by your family and you're relatively healthy 
and you live in a country where you are free to learn Torah and perform mitzvahs, then you are way ahead of 99% of the people in this world. There's an incredible idea from the Ram Shif. The Medr says, By the time a person leaves this world, he will not have attained even half of what he wanted. Most of his desires will have gone unfulfilled. Then the Medrash adds, and this is very well known, One who has 100 wants 200. He has 200, he wants 400. Everyone always wants twice what they have. If you have a million dollars, you want two million. Two million, you want four million. So the question is, if if we always want double of what we have, so why does the Medrash say that nobody has even half of their desires? We do have half. We have mana, but we want double that amount. So why does the Medrash say that we do not attain even half of our desires? And the Maram Shiv says something so powerful. If we have 100 and we want 200, then we don't have the 100 either. We cannot enjoy the 100 that we have if we feel that we need 200. If we are not satisfied with what we have, then in essence, we don't have anything. And that is why we find successful and wealthy people so depressed and miserable. Somebody can be living the dream. He has money, health, nachas from his children. He has millions of dollars. But then he feels that a sibling or a relative got a few thousand dollars more in a Yerusha or in a business deal. And now they're battling in court. And they're not attending each other's simchas. And their children are not talking to each other. And their fight is the talk of time. He wants Messiah and he's risking everything to attain it. He's not sleeping at night over it. Says the Maram Shiv, such a person has nothing. He can't even enjoy what he does have. He doesn't have the original mana either. Besimcha are the same letters as Machshava, thought. Simcha is in the mind. A person has to make a conscious decision to be happy. Joy and misery depend on your machshava. There will always be one thing we want which eludes us. But if we focus on all the blessings we have, we will always be happy. And now we know. Have a wonderful Shabbos.